morning, everybody. Wow, <laughs> folks, we're back. I just want to let the cut roar for a second. Yeah, I don't know. This might, this song might not work for opening up, just because it's like it has that big lead in, and then like. Yeah, we tried to have a theme song, but we already got sick of it after like four episodes. We've gotten sick of a few theme songs. This song doesn't work either. Folks, welcome back to another the only podcast where you can hear a couple guys talk about movies and TV. Hosted by the Turkey Boys, Ryan Eckner and Scott Sweeney. Hello, how do you do? Hey folks, I have to apologize in advance. I'm a little congested today for whatever reason. I am having some sort of a dust thing. Mm. You'll probably hear it a little bit in my voice, and you may hear me sniffling. You have cool guy voice. You sound cool. I hope so. Yeah. I hope like, so. Hey man, hey. I'm stuffed up. I'm into it. But folks, there's no time to waste. We need to get right into the top story of the day. The trailer for the ninth entry in the Fast and Furious franchise came out yesterday. I assume everyone has seen it. I don't see how you couldn't. I mean, what a time to be alive. I'm really, really excited (laughs) about this this movie, this franchise. Like, I'm, I'm back. I mean, first of all, it's no longer a franchise. It's a saga now. Is that what they're calling it? Yes. The official title for this movie is F9 colon The Fast Saga. That's how this trailer ended. And I'm really rich. <laughs> it's, this series has like the most insane, inconsistent titling. You know, like The Fast and the Furious, then one's Fast and Furious, Furious 7, Fast 8, ba-ba-ba. And now they're just like, oh, F9, sure. And it's and a saga. Um, Fast 10 is going to be Fast X rather Yes Is what we're, we're predicting For the 10th uh, movie in the chapter Yes Which I've tweeted before It should be called Fast 10 Your Seatbelts But that might be too cheeky Even for the familiar They ignored Fast and Loose For Fuck. Hobbs and Shaw So I don't see why They wouldn't ignore this one You are right I they, think you're tweeting The wrong guys Yeah They've been consistently Ignoring all my great ideas For years But yeah This uh this movie looks insane. Fans can look forward to a Photoshop of me and Ank as John Cena and Vin Diesel. Vin Diesel in this trailer says, quote, I'm a father now. I can't live my life a quarter mile at a time anymore. Makes perfect sense. Just incredible dialogue. Just Shakespearean. It's like I wrote this movie, basically. <laughs> and they had uh, a trailer release concert like party extravaganza in Miami yesterday. Which I think is a first. They Did you have a good time at that? <laughs> yeah. I, um, I should have pretended like I went. Yeah, I, should I was have hoping d- you'd improv with me there. <laughs> yes know. and no? Yeah, nothing? I, I considered it. I just really wish I was there. I don't even want to lie to the familia. That's fair. We both should have traveled to Miami for this awkward afternoon filled with ludicrous performances and... Maria Menounos, like literally, yes, <laughs> he did two cuts of like medleys. Then Maria Menounos, like awkwardly interviewed the cast for a while. What do they need her for? I don't just to have someone there. I'm sitting there watching it, like doing the flick pose, like mm, yes, go on, mm-hmm. And then it was it was really something. Like they just had the people like corralled there, and it was like so awkward. They just. Ran out of things to say. At one point, Tyrese is going... He said, quote, Missing a Fast and Furious movie opening day would be like skipping Martin Luther King Jr. Day or something. Oh. Which is just like, what? Like, oh. what are you saying, Tyrese? 
few celebrities saying dumb things this week, huh? Yeah. And you got Vin on stage, like, describing the trailer as a gift that the whole family, a.k.a. the crowd, is about to unwrap together. He's an insane Nothing person. Nothing wrong with that. I just, I love it all. But yeah, John. Yeah, that trailer is—it's actually a great trailer. We we make fun a lot of, or we poke a lot of fun at these mm. movies, but we actually love them. Yes, like love, love, and like they're bringing Han back, another resurrection. Him roaring in is supposed to be all exciting, and everyone who's been killed in these movies has just been like resurrected. A, a Who few killed movies Han? Later. Statham. Statham. Is yeah. he in this one, or they've written him out with the Hobbs and Shaw franchise? Yeah, I think he's he's a sidecar now. He's right. in Hobbs and Shaw territory. But yeah, at this point, they might as well bring back CGI face Paul Walker. Like, everyone's back. Death doesn't exist in this universe. And we got John Cena playing Dom's brother, which was a big Seems reveal. Seems reasonable. Who was never... Completely different face in every way. <laughs> who was never mentioned or referenced in any way in the previous eight movies. All of a sudden, he's like, I knew my past would come back to get me. Oh no, it's Jacob Toretto, my brother, who never... Oh. Uh, no good? No, it's great, is what it is. <laughs> it's just incredible. Just perfect, fast stuff. Such lazy writing. Like, yeah, I give him a brother. And yeah, like, How about that? The events of the past few were like based on them getting revenge for like Han getting killed and Letty. And then they're just like, oh, they're alive now? Like, what are we doing? It's just insanity. But I do love it. And I think it's incredible. And I was hoping Fast 9 would be about Dom driving to the afterlife to rescue Paul Walker, but oh. I think they're saving that for Fast 10, and Fast 9's going to be a brother story with him and Cena. You don't think they're going to work the rock back in and have them, you know, squash the beef, if I, you will? I bet he has, like, a Popeye, just That's to it. keep him, like, in the mix, right. fast-wise. The rock probably, like, demanded it. I also thought it was funny that you already got us tickets for this. I did. I May funny. 22nd uh, <laughs> at, whatchamacallit, what did I get, 7 o'clock? We're like the first showing. Well, actually, they had a Thursday showing, but I, we can't make that work. We're like four months out, and we're ready. Ticket in hand. We'll see you there. Dialed in, yeah. And I put a thing out on Instagram for questions, comments, and bits. And we got one. Who would win in a fight in real life, John Cena or Vin Diesel? I'm going Cena. I'm also going Cena. Vin, I'm sorry. It's an easy question. He's bigger. He's he's more athletic. Yeah. Vin Vin is letting. He's Vin's always going to have the big arms and chest, but Cena's sort of shredded everywhere. Andy's way bigger. Andy has fighting experience. Exactly. Vin has like. It's not even a question. Vin has fake movie fight experience. John Cena's like a fighter. I know yeah. people say wrestling's fake. But wrestling's I mean, more real than the other Fast and Furious movies, <laughs> which is really Vin. And exactly. I mean, Vin has a lot of movie fight experience that'll probably translate to. It wouldn't be like a terrible fight. It wouldn't yeah. be like laughable. I mean, it would be laughable for other reasons, but I think it, it would end up being a scene of victory. And I think it's more realistic than Vin fighting The Rock. The Rock just kind of like towers over him. Or are the or the Rock and Cena equal size? wise I don't even know. I don't know. They're all cartoon I find characters. It, I find it hard to tell how big anybody is in Hollywood. They have so many little tricks. Like for years, I didn't realize Tom Cruise was not that big. Exactly. Of a guy. You not wouldn't. You would never want to disparage that. Cruise on this program. Like never. That. Yeah, he's you know, he's a god up there on screen when you watch him in the movies. 
Standing on a milk crate. But yeah, reminder, if you want to contact us, email enoughthepodcast at gmail.com or uh, send us a message on Instagram. Send us like a story. Be all like cool and hip about it. We'd think that was cool. I'll take that disc, man, and I'll ram it up your box. <laughs> Fast 9 comes out in May, and we'll see you there. Let's get into some other news. I noticed this funny week. news. Uh, my favorite news item, I guess you could say, is... Mm. Friend of the show, Halsey, uh, made an off-color remark. She got a bad review with the music magazine Pitchfork. Why? They didn't like her new album, which I'm playing a little Mm. little snippet of. This is a song called 3AM featuring uh, other friend of the show, John Mayer. I thought you were going to say Rob Thomas. And it was like a remix of the Matchbox 20 classic. She said that she wished the music magazine Pitchfork would have their building collapse after they wrote a bad review about her, but the funny part about that is their building is in the New World Trade Center. Oh. So she basically just said huh. that she would like another 9-11. What a, what and, a classic move. <laughs> and then she had to apologize mm. for that. Oh, Halsey. That's a harmless one. That's well, I, fun. I think they started out somewhere else, but they're new, but they've gotten bigger as a music production mm. or whatever, publication, and they moved to... This is a good tune. It sounds like shit over the radio, but... It's all right. I like, um, I like that one graveyard that's spinning up the charts right now. I think she's great. And, yeah. you know, people say, I say stuff like that all the time. It's funny, like, if you were to take us and give us fame, the amount of times we'd be on the cover of whatever magazine in trouble just Which because fans, of stuff we don't mean to do. Reminder, we'd love it if you'd do that for us. Um, what else you got? I got, well, there was a hostage situation at the Hingham Shipyard last week. Yeah, my mom lives about 100 feet from there. Exactly. Friend of the show. And there's a, a movie theater there and a bunch of, I think it happened like at the movie theater. There was like No, a, it was in someone's house. Oh, yeah. yeah. A guy barricaded his family inside of his apartment and was holding them hostage, essentially. And that's like movie stuff. They're gonna. Well, nobody got injured. That's the upside. Yeah. Unfortunately, the Hingham Wahlburgers wasn't destroyed. Also, <laughs> I was hoping that might uh, be a silver lining to come out of this. I bet Mark Wahlberg will star in a movie based on the events of that happening at one point in the future. Possibly directed by Peter Berg. But yeah, nobody got hurt, so that's fun. And uh, Adam Sandler extends his deal with Netflix. He will make four more movies for the streamer, which I think puts, at the end of that four, will put his Netflix original total to ten movies. Because he's already made, like, five, and I think he has one or two more on his current deal. Mm. So when he was on Howard Stern recently and said, if I don't get an Oscar (laughs) nomination, I'm going to purposefully make the worst movie ever. He was not kidding around. No. And he's got four coming in hot. Yeah, people uh, should have taken that seriously. Imagine, this is what pisses me off. Dabadoo. Imagine if they gave him the nomination over, who could we bump for him? That's the question. Antonio Banderas for that movie that doesn't exist? Uh, Pain and Glory, yeah. Yeah. That, uh, yeah, bump, bump Antonio, give it bump. to Adam Sandler, hmm. and we're good. And then he imagine if he won, which I don't. He wouldn't have won. Let's mm. be honest. I I we all know fucking joke. Phoenix is gonna win, and the Joker is not gonna win Best Picture. But it's pro- I bet you Joker wins at least three or four things. It's not gonna get snubbed like we want it to. Mm. And not to go down an Oscar tangent. I've do, been doing this all week. 
but imagine if Adam Sandler was even nominated or if he actually got up there and won. Mm. I think we'd see a whole trajectory change in his career in terms of he'd probably stop churning out money-making turkeys and maybe focus more on, on artful kind of stuff. Yeah, that's a good point. He'd probably like feel obligated to, like, oh, yeah, I got a class. Right, when he make an, like he'd go make an, another A24 movie or something. Yeah. He, he'd be sitting there on the set of, like, Jack and Jill 2, like, ah, I should probably yeah, stop I can't doing do this. this. Yeah. I'm done. But I thought it was funny, the, there's a movie coming out called Gretel and Hansel. Oof. Which, there's a story that hasn't been told enough. Hansel and Gretel. Which, who could forget Hansel and Gretel Witch Hunters, starring Jeremy Renner, which came out a few years ago. That must be a story that's in, like, the public domain that anyone can do. They make too many of those for it not to be. But this time, Gretel gets the top billing over Hansel. (laughs) Very woke uh, decision of them. And, I mean, put Hansel and Gretel in the obits. It's like, what's going on with that story? It's like, there's not that I much material. I actually just realized there. I have a few obits myself. I wrote down yours, and then I have one of my own. Yeah. And well, we I, want, I wanted to expand on yours, so when we get there, I, I'm looking forward to it. And I listened to the Rewatchables podcast about Wolf of Wall Street last week, hmm. and that led me to rewatch it myself realized that I, I enjoyed it much more than I did the first time and then to start googling stuff about it and I realized Jordan Belfort the guy that Wolf of Wall Street is based on mm. is suing their production company for <laughs> either I think it's $200,000 I wrote down 200 million but I don't think it's that much I don't think he's that ridiculous that sounds like what the character in that movie would do right. 200,000 is nothing <laughs> maybe on. it's 200 million I don't know look it yeah. up folks mm. Because he didn't realize the production company was connected to the Malaysian government and using stolen money. I guess Red Granite Pictures is somehow funded by the Malaysian government, and he didn't know that, and he's pretending like it upset him so that he can, hmm. I don't know, it's his, it's his intellectual property. or what? He, They only paid him a million dollars to do that movie in the first place. Hmm. My guess is he's been milking that for the last eight years or whatever, but yeah. since it came out, it's all he has now that I don't, I don't know that he's even allowed to work in finance anymore. I think he's just a motivational speaker. Yeah. And, you know, if you're listening <laughs> to this and you know more about this than I do, feel free to reach out, enoughthepodcast at gmail.com. But I'm pretty sure he's just doing, like, Anthony Robbins-type speaking yeah. now, like how to be a crook. He's probably trying to make his life interesting enough to where they feel like they should make a sequel. Like, oh, we need a follow-up. This guy... He wasn't just a flash in the pan. But did you see the poster for uh, The Jesus Rolls? I think I sent it to you. We skewering it a bit. This is a movie <sighs> that should not exist. John Turturro's uh, bowling character from The Big Lebowski, who's just called The Jesus, I guess, is getting a spinoff that has no Coen Brothers involvement whatsoever. It's a movie written and directed by John Turturro. And it's just like, what a hacky, weird passion project. Like, you're going to make a movie about your very bit character from The Big Lebowski, like, 25 years later? This is basically like, I don't know, It's Pat the Movie or something. Yeah. It's just like an SNL sketch that's sort of like a microchasm of, of, of the film. Exactly. Nobody doesn't wants really this. need to be expanded upon. Yeah. No one, no one knows anything. Like, people, I look at the comments, and like... I love Lebowski. It's my favorite Coen Brothers it. movie. But it is a movie with a really large douchebag following. Yeah. There's like the Lebowski store or whatever out in California. You know, mm. the Maybe it's a museum. Yeah. And 
there's just like that whole like oh Lebowski bro like that whole like frat bro movie culture that yeah. just sucks. Mm. Same people who ruined Wedding Crashers for me and over quoting Anchorman. Like I liked Anchorman until those guys got a hold of it. But yeah, I think Lebowski has that same kind of niche douche following, and they're, they and they're all over the Jesus stuff. They're probably eating it up because it's new content for their world. They're, yeah, all they have is like an hour and forty minute movie that came out like twenty five years ago. Now they're like, oh, we have some new stupid bits to talk about. But yeah, like you're saying, I love Big Lebowski. I have no desire to even watch this movie like no. ever. I don't. I, I'm not gonna watch it. No, it's well. I mean, yes, we will, but <laughs> fuck, he's right. <laughs> But I, I don't abide this movie. <laughs> he gets it. <laughs> and we got some more news. Uh, the Harvey Weinstein trial is ongoing. Yesterday, a woman under oath claimed that Harvey Weinstein doesn't have balls. <laughs> Listen to this quote. This woman said, The first time I saw him fully naked, I thought he was deformed and intersex. He does not have testicles, oh. and it appears that he has a vagina. Weinstein reportedly lowered his head as she made the claim on the stand. Don't ruin your friendship with me for five minutes. Please, please. That fucking fat blabbermouth cunt. Yeah. And then she goes on to say uh, about his hygiene, it was very bad. Oh. He smelled like shit. Excuse me, <laughs> excuse me sorry. Oh. Like poop. He, oh. he was dirty. <laughs> please. Oh, I hate that. Yeah. Him all stinky. <laughs> So he doesn't have balls, I guess. That's a fun reveal. I mean, certainly surprising. Yeah, he's a he. I mean, this woman's on the stand. She's either. How much like, would you pay to see a nude photo of Harvey? Uh, nothing. You no, know? <laughs> I just want to talk. I think about I'd it. kick in like a G. <laughs> oh, a G. Yeah. <laughs> Worth it. Worth it to well, have that. Well, yeah. Then that... you could turn it into like a T-shirt, and that, you know. Is there any way we can we can hack Harvey Weinstein? If you're listening to this and you're really really good with computers, just get us into Harvey Weinstein's iCloud. If you could, and we need a, a good like fupa mangina, like tiny di, yeah. big belly hanging down with like stranded or strands of gray pubes. Like he's just gross. I bet, and and I'd love mm. to have that photo, and I would wear it on a t-shirt. Yeah, but yeah, I just. We're all about embarrassing Weinstein here on the program. He's a kudja, and he continues to exist. I also saw Walton Goggins has joined the cast of Fat Man, a Christmas comedy starring Mel Gibson as Santa Claus. Goggins will play a hitman who gets hired by a 12-year-old boy to take out Santa Claus after receiving a lump of coal in his stocking. Sounds like a new classic. Goggins and Mel Gibson... Gibson's like back. They were also talking about possibly making Lethal Weapon Five, but that's I one of those. That. That's one of those things they're always just like saying. I don't think that'll ever you actually don't think happen. So? I mean, I'd love it if it would. Big fan Might. of the series. Might. But, and Richard Donner, who's legitimately ninety-three years old, they're saying is going to direct it. It's like take a stand together. Just doesn't sound. Did he direct one of the originals? I don't know who he, that is. He directed all the originals. Okay. He's a big director. He Have there did, been what four? Yes. This will be, at least there'll be five. Yeah. And he, They're not calling it something else. He did, like, the original Superman. He's a big name. 
But no, I assume they'd stay on brand with the number stuff. Did you hear this Pete Holmes story in Somerville? Ooh. Local uh, comedy show, Pete Holmes. He's a Massachusetts guy. I saw him perform recently myself. He was good. Pete Holmes, star of Crashing. He's a stand-up. He was yeah. doing a show in Somerville. There was these two young girls in the front talking. He said, could you please be quiet? They refused. They kept talking. And then at one point he leaned down and he said, could you please shut the fuck up? Ooh. And after the fact, everybody sort of went quiet. The, like mm. the audience was shocked that he did that and offended and he didn't understand it and he was kind of trying to roll with it but then after the show he realized he had just shushed Malia Obama oh. Obama's daughter what? who is a Harvard student and was apparently at the show and just having a chat during wow. and Pete Holmes told Obama, one of the Obamas to shut the fuck up uh, Pete Holmes is cancelled now and He's, uh, <laughs> so that's pretty funny yeah I didn't hear that at all that's crazy and um Kobe Bryant is dead. Wow. While we're on the subject. Yeah, that uh that's weird. I know it's always weird when a celebrity dies, but Kobe Appreciate Bryant- us leading with Fast and the Furious news over the death of one of the most famous people <laughs> on earth. Yeah. It's on brand. First things first. Agreed. <laughs> yeah, I don't give a shit. I actually don't care at all. I felt sad during Shaq's testimonial I mean obituary, whatever you want to call it, but it said like his daughter was with him. That's and a bummer. There yeah. were other kids. It's it's awful. It's a bummer. It's bad. How about the one family where there was? I believe it was the father, the mother, and the daughter, and they had another daughter who was not on the on the helicopter. Yeah, her whole family dead in one whack. Yeah, like like at Jesus. least the Bryants, they still have like two other kids and the mother, and they can kind of, you know, clutch yeah. their millions of dollars and move forward without him. But this family is probably just like. This one young girl, what is she, 15 years old? Her whole family just died? Yeah. She's fucked. That's a, that's a game changer. That's such trauma. Yeah, that's... Can you even imagine? I don't think I'm going to be able to go through it when any of my family members die. Mm. Especially, I hope I'm first. We'll put it that way. Yeah, that's gritty. Condolences. Oh, <laughs> And in lighter news... I Cohen Brothers wise, Joel Cohen has started making his next movie, which is a version of Hamlet starring Denzel Washington and Frances McDormand, who is his wife. Fun fact, if you didn't know that. Oh yeah, but is it reasonable? <laughs> exactly. This is his first movie without Ethan Cohen, his brother. Also, I was going to ask. Yeah, I didn't you know, realize that. I guess they're like a package deal. The Cohen Brothers. This is the first uh, time just one of them's doing. It's kind of weird, but. Uh, I got a good feeling about it. Something different from Denzel, who I have a uh, a checkered past with. You do you do want to see this? Yeah, Coen Brothers movie? You yeah. kidding? I'm on board. Or a Coen Brother movie? And you'll like this. I saw, or you might like this. Paul Rubens wants the Safdie brothers to make a dark Pee Wee Herman reboot, and they say they are interested. They're in talks. <laughs> To make a... This probably won't happen either, but... A Safety Brothers Pee-Wee Herman movie? What? Would you be into that? Um, I, I'll see... I've seen everything they've ever done, including all their shorts. I, yeah. went, I went down the rabbit hole on Vimeo. Were, which, you a, were you a Pee-Wee guy? Nah, he always creeped me out. I don't think my yeah. parents were on board with like him. It was one of those things where like he... I think he gave everybody the uh-oh feeling, and we just never really... <laughs> I think same for my family. Yeah, they were like, we don't want this. We, I'm I remember not in him just being kind of blacklisted, and I just was like, all right, I don't yeah. care enough about him. He, like, passed me by entirely. I don't even same. think I've seen the movies. And Tim Burton did those. Or 
Did he? At least one of them, yeah. I know he directed the first Pee Wee movie. You say that like it makes means that we should have <laughs> seen it. Like, oh, and it, our favorite yeah. director, Tim Burton. We did it like 30 years ago when he used to know how to make a movie. I would see anything the Safdie brothers do. And yeah. them doing uh, some weird Pee Wee Herman movie, like I get it, I guess. But. Yeah. And also, they've been rolling out some Super Bowl commercials and woof. Have you seen any of these? I saw the Boston one. I'm sure that's the one you're going to talk about with well, with Rachel Dratch and Chris yeah. Evans and uh, John, Krasinski. John Krasinski. Why can't people from Boston do the Boston accent? Yeah, I, I, was somebody, I remember somebody <laughs> saying how good their accents were. This is somebody who I think lives in California now, and I felt like I almost responded to their post and said, like, you've been in California for too long. All those accents are fucking horrible. Chris Evans is was the only one that was decent. Yeah, John Krasinski sounds like he's never even been here. Exactly. Like, how long have has it been since you've been back to the bean, Krasinski? He's having too much fun with uh, Emily Blunt. He forgot what it's like to be gritty and fucking bean set, fucking kid. kid. Kid, what the fuck? But also, they have a, a Shining Mountain Dew commercial. Did you see that? Is it to promote, like, the VOD of Dr. Sleep or something? <laughs> well, no. That's the thing. It makes no sense for them to do it. It's, like, the uh, the laziest ad I've ever seen. You got Brian Cranston in, like, the Jack Torrance role, and they just show him, like, axing through the door, and then he gets through the door, and instead of saying, here's Johnny, he goes, here's Diet Mountain Dew, and it's like... So that, that would make me laugh. But it's just like... If you didn't tell me that and I happen to be watching the Super Bowl, which I say because I'm not gonna. Mm. Um, but, like, give me more than that. Like, that's the final draft. <laughs> he just says that. Like, here's Diet Mountain Dew. Like, give me something. And then the elevator doors open and instead of blood, it's Mountain Dew. Oh, just do down the hall. That's yeah. funny. I mean, that was okay. Why don't you like that? I like that. It's lazy. <laughs> well, of course. All commercials are lazy. This they needed to just. I can't think of one commercial that was not. I don't know. They do, used to do. I, I know what you're saying. They used to be much better. Yeah, like there isn't even a joke. It's just like they're just like remember the shining. Here it is, but it's a Mountain Dew commercial for no reason. Picture a bunch of New York ad executives sitting around a table, you know, one day like <laughs> sucking down lattes. You know, guys, here it is. So you've seen The Shining, right? Yeah. It's The Shining, <laughs> but like instead of blood. It's dew. It's all dew. Yeah. Some Don Draper type drops his cigarette in his mouth. It's just like jaw dropped. Like, oh my God, you've done it. But yeah, that, uh, I mean, Super Bowl commercials, they're not what they used to be. I'm not wowed by the, the current crop that I've seen. And uh, also, they started filming the new The Batman, starring your boy Robert Pattinson. I thought that was notable. I need that to be good. Yeah. That so I does really DC do. <laughs> and DC Bat needs a hit. Batman fans worldwide. I, we're, we already got tickets. Speaking of us buying tickets ahead of time, we got tickets mm. to Bird of Prey. The uh, Bird of Prey is that what's Birds called? of Birds Prey. of Prey, aka Turkeys. Of the new Prey. Chris Messina vehicle, <laughs> starring Margot Robbie. Yeah, the uh, what's her face? What's the character? She the Harley Joker's? Quinn, yeah. the Joker's girlfriend, or I guess they're split up, and yeah. now it's her time to shine. That'll be our feature review next week on the program, so buckle up for that. Can't wait. But yeah, and it has a really long, stupid title. Like it's called Birds of Prey, and then it's like, or the fantabulous emancipation Eesh. of Harley. It's like, take all that out of there. <laughs> You're mucking up the works. 
Everyone needs to run everything by us before it gets, you know, fully greenlit. Just so, you know. Um, you know, so you get to, that's all I had for news. You have any more? Oh, did you see that Under the Skin, uh, the Ooh. A24 movie with Scarlett Johansson, might become a TV show? And apparently oh. there's some sort of ho- like network bidding war with like Netflix, Hulu, and yeah. to see who gets it. I saw that. It's like, just watch the movie. It's, we don't I don't know that that works. This is like the end of the rewatchables when they ask that question: Does this work as a twelve-episode Netflix series? And the answer for that movie is no. Yeah, it, it barely doesn't. barely works as a movie. Right. Even though it has some very like cool, memorable stuff in it, it's not like the best movie I've ever seen. Yeah. Although it does have a cool like upside-down universe thing that Stranger Things ripped off verbatim, and it doesn't get enough shit for that. Yeah, Stranger Things is just sort of a bunch of things cobbled together. Yeah. Passing itself off as a new show to millennials who haven't seen those other things. Yeah. Just people who weren't alive to watch right. literally every John Carpenter and Stephen King movie from the it's 80s. It's basically just like Back to the Future mixed with The Lost Boys and like Stephen King's writing. Yeah, like the, it's like Spielberg, John Carpenter, and, and Stephen King. If they didn't exist, this show wouldn't have anything to it's rip off. It's not an homage, it's would, a rip off, yeah. yeah. Show sucks. It's <laughs> um, a good Jeff. I have an idea. Let's talk about some obituaries Ooh. that we don't want to see ever again. Please. I got a hot one to start us off. I know you got a good one. I'm putting gangster comedies in the obits. This, this was inspired by... Last week we were going to see the new Guy Ritchie vehicle, The Gentleman. You couldn't do it at the last minute. You were like, please, uh, just cancel that. And yeah. I was like, yeah, he's right. It's fucking awful. I just had no desire to go through the motions of another, like, you know, gangsters being gritty. Like, oh, like, this is a violent subject matter, but we're taking a cheeky approach to it all. It was a funny angle. Yes, mate. But Guy Ritchie sucks. and <laughs> Agreed. Like, People are like, he's finally back making British gangster movies. Like, the genre he, like, perfected. And he's, like, the master of this. People are forgetting, like, he made Rock and Rolla and Revolver. Oof, I was going to say Revolver. I saw Rock and Rolla in the theaters. It was really bad. <laughs> it's terrible. I'd give it a single bag of popcorn if there were ten bags of popcorn in the rating. Yeah, like, and people are like, I don't even think Lockstock and Two Smoking Barrels is that good. I, I don't get it. Like Snatch, I used to like. I haven't seen it in years. What but about Sherlock Holmes, two thousand nine? <laughs> what no? about it? No hoops. And what about its sequel that exists even less? Like Guy Ritchie. Fucking he also wrote Aladdin. I think you're forgetting about well, that. Well, he directed Aladdin. He directed it and wrote it. It was written by the people who wrote the original, who didn't get credit for the uh, remake. But that's Oof. a whole other story. But Guy Ritchie, like, legitimately sucks. I'd rather oh, watch the man a movie. From Uncle. I'd rather watch a movie directed by Guy Fieri. I don't know why he keeps getting so much work. What was that The Man From U.N.C.L.E. bit that we had the other day? The Man From... Um, you, had oh, a, you had a good yeah. one. The Man From Unwatchable yeah. with periods. <laughs> with the periods, yeah. I laughed really hard at that. Yeah, that was fun. What about King Arthur, Legend of the Sword? <sighs> what about the fact that I saw it in the theater? Thank you, Movie Pass. I hope you were alone. I was. <laughs> Charlie Hunnam vehicle just settled in. <laughs> Not only was I alone, I don't think there was anyone else in the theater. No one else could be no? bothered. That didn't do really well at the box? No. That was another movie where at the end they have a, a scene that's like teasing a sequel that will never get made. Where they're all like around the round table. 
and it was the funniest, best part of the movie because I was just like, "Oh, the audacity! There's not going to be a sequel to this." Yeah, Guy Ritchie sucks. His movies suck, and all other gangster comedies are out. Yeah. No longer. Yeah, like the only one that I even really like is like Get Shorty. As far as like gangster comedies, would that be Out of Sight's good? Yeah, you that's don't a good like, You notoriously don't like Out of Sight, though. I think it's wildly overrated, but it's not bad. We it's don't fine. put Pulp Fiction in this category, do we? No, that doesn't make sense for some reason. Thank goodness. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, or like, that. Analyze This, That's that one's okay. If they want to make a third Analyze This, that I'm okay with. But I don't I'll, think it'll be good if they do, but I'm here for it. Otherwise, it's in the obits. And I have an obit yeah, that we baby. discussed the other day. I gotta be honest, this is a big one. Yeah, baby. You just said gangster comedies? I'm gonna take it up a notch and say all comedies. <laughs> No more comedies. <laughs> Name a movie besides... I almost just did a legit spit take. <laughs> a movie besides Thunder Road that's come out within the last decade that you had genuine laughs at. That um, isn't like way off the beaten path indie comedy. I'm talking about major studio production, large production companies, studio comedies. Mm. Name a good one. I can't. We tried to do this the other day. I couldn't do it. Todd Phillips is A number one canceled paul blart 2 comes Oof. to mind yeah like grown-ups <laughs> no but the you're right franchise Com- comedies just... are in a bad spot we're in right a bad now. spot they don't even we're in a tight spot exactly <laughs> they don't even like come out anymore remember nope. a few years ago there'd be a comedy in theaters like at all times yeah and they were actually kind of humorous this was i mean obviously a long time ago but yeah i would have i wish i knew you were going to do this i would have done some research because i can't yeah i can't think of like a home run example i don't know maybe comedies are dead slam them in the obits what else we got i got um one more obit that's kind of involved with watching picard so i'm just going to talk picard for a second i watched the first episode of this on cbs all access which was free. I'm not a CBS All Access guy. I want to nip that in the bud real quick. But uh, And you can watch this like on YouTube, I think, the first episode. I was never a big Star Trek guy. Were you, Hank? Did you ever watch any of the old ones? <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't think so. Maybe we have some fans out there who are Star Trek guys, and you'll probably like this. It's like a, a cool little sci-fi show. Patrick Stewart's back. He's like a hundred years old. He's running an intergalactic vineyard. Vineyard. And it's so funny. There's a bunch of scenes where he has to run, and it's so obviously not him running. And it's just like some bald person who's like 50 years younger than him. You're bald! Shot from behind. And, uh, I don't know. It's fine. I watched the first episode. I'm not going to keep watching it because I don't have CBS All Access and was not too wowed by it but uh all these reboots and resurgences they lean heavily on like nostalgia they're bringing back data that robot sidecar who people like you'd know him if you saw him you'd be like oh that guy but watching this inspired an obit and stories about half human half robot hybrids done in the obits (laughs) This is, it's every episode of Westworld, every Terminator movie, the Alien movies do it, Blade Runner. They're always just like, oh, like, 
Am I a robot or am I a human? I don't even know what I am. Oh my god. <laughs> and it's just like, who cares? And that, everything presents it like it's some wild idea that we haven't seen 2,000 times before. It's just like, whatever. You're a robot with, with a brain or... You know what I'm saying? You went yeah, on this? Yeah, like AI. Just, just movies like that. Almost every sci-fi movie has like a character who's like a, a halfy who's all torn about like, <laughs> what am I? Am I? Yeah, no, thank you. Yeah. So I'm putting uh, half robot storylines in the obits or whatever. I could probably think of a better way to word it, but it eludes me at the moment. You want to talk about The Bachelor? You know what? Your favorite show? I do actually. I do want to talk about The Bachelor. Week four on this program. Shit's getting pretty heated. They took a big trip to uh, Cleveland, Ohio. (laughs) It was very amusing watching the girls pretend to be excited. Like, oh my god, we're going to Cleveland! I've Ah!" never been to Cleveland. (laughs) No, no, no. Hello. Um, And yeah, stupid Peter. He was like, oh, the birthplace of Clark Kent? It's like, that's the best thing you can think of for Cleveland? Cleveland? Like, a fictional superhero's birthplace? I would just say, why are we going to Cleveland? Yeah. If it were me, I'd be like, what's the agenda here? Like, why can't we go somewhere cool? Yeah. No offense if you're from Ohio, but But no thanks. I wrote down, this seems like a dramatic week. Hmm. I I don't know if I was being cheeky or what that was, but... How about uh, Victoria F.? Oof. Just making a bit of a fool of herself. No, you're in still. Heard going Love. them going to that dumb Chase Rice concert, and she's like, "Chase was my ex boyfriend." Victoria and then F. Peter gets all bent out of shape about him. A, if I were Peter, I'd go. He wasn't really your ex boyfriend, right? Like you guys hung out a couple of times when he was in town. Like mm. you, like what's what's his middle name? That's what I would say. Like what <laughs> color are his, what color are his eyes? Yeah, that was such a like produced segment. Yeah. Chase Rice being like, Whatever you need me to do, baby. Like Hey baby. <laughs> He's up on stage with some hat. Fuck you, dude. Victoria F does look good though. She's one of my uh my favorites babe wise. I think the F stands for Foggin, my man. You oh. hear that shit? <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh and then they had the Bachelor Bowl. I was laughing at how much they make a big deal out of like, oh my god, it's Chase Rice. <laughs> Just like, it's like, does anyone know who this guy is? I'd never heard of him. Ever. In any way. And they're like doing this whole concert thing. And yeah, her like, she does this tearful thing like, I don't know how I'm going to tell Peter about this. It's like, how about you tell him like, you know how I'm here on this TV show trying to date you because you're famous? Would you believe that I've dated mildly famous people in the past also could you even believe <laughs> yeah. it yeah it's, like, it's it acting like it's like this big shock yeah she makes this whole thing of it it's like who cares yeah if if i was dating someone that was dating us like if lucy told me that she used to date a celebrity and we happened to see them somewhere yeah i'd be like okay do you want to go say hi yeah like exactly. is he a nice guy to you like are you guys on okay terms all right let's go say hi then yeah and i'd say hey do you want to like, grab something to eat with us and chat like yeah. we're adults yeah, like, <laughs> like, like i'm, I'm a human being i get jealous sometimes sure but like if we're like, if it's like on television with some woman i barely like okay and like, it seems so forced like when she tells him the guy peter's like no no like he tried to like yeah the acting was was a little turned he's, up there. He's like, the guy at the concert? Like, the you mean singer like guy? The same Chase Rice that we just saw? Yeah. The same. Yeah, like, yep, that was him. Crazy, I know, right? Could you... 
you're probably wondering where I was when I took two separate camera units to go film the me and Chase talking about it on the sideline segment. You're probably like, whoa, what's going on? I mean, what went on up there? And also, what the fuck? They go for an afternoon flight. Pete takes uh, Victoria for a nice little flight. Enough with the planes. We get it. You're a fucking pilot. That'd be like if I was on the show and I just kept popping the girls in and out of the gym all day. Like, oh, yeah, let's go back to my studio and, like, move the dumbbell around and I can pretend to show off doing the thing that I do. Why couldn't Pete have been Kobe Bryant's pilot? (laughs) Nothing. <laughs> I went out on a limb with such a cheapie, and you're just looking at your phone. That <laughs> was like, you caught me in a moment. I was letting you drive the bus. I'm sorry. Say it again. No. <laughs> bring, no. bring it back. That's fine. Whatever. I should have done one of these. Exactly. I know. I, I fucked up. I'm I sorry. needed you there. <laughs> but yes. Oh, God. This episode kind of bored the shit out of me. Yeah, it was a bad one. More than the other ones. Which oh shit! Is... I also I also put a I had a, I'm gonna say this I put something in the Ooh. wrong spot. Peter dons a turtleneck and has a, a tear-filled dinner with Kelsey. Her crying is... about her parents' divorce that made me actually angry. Yeah, it's, it's like, like hey hey, that's not a big deal. Yeah, calm down, dear. Everyone's parents are divorced. <laughs> this is you the... stupid fucking blabbermouth cunt. <laughs> this is the girl who spilled champagne all over herself while accusing other girls of drinking it on last week's. Uh, program. She is my least favorite. I believe she has a SpongeBob butt. Oh. And <laughs> I hope that she gets murdered mm-hmm. uh, in between episodes and then she's just gone from the show and they do not explain it. Yeah. The things he has to say to these girls are so like ridiculous and over the top. Like he has to do a whole like he's always like you're so real, you're so strong and the amount of love that's in your heart it's just, like, inspiring to me. No good? Instead of just being like, yeah, you're the hottest out of all these girls, and talking to you makes me want to kill myself less than it does with all the other ones. So you're the winner. We're done here. <laughs> That's- Day and night she talks. Each word more useless than the next. I finally found an okay time for that drop. There we go. He's back. MVP of the episode? I'm giving it to Victoria P. She looked great. Which one is she again? I don't remember. <laughs> Give me more context on her. How about, was it Aaliyah or Aliyah coming back and Peter being all dramatic about it? I thought he threw her off the show. She shows back shows back up on the show with her boobs hanging out and Peter's like, oh, Ooh, yeah. let's all cry and you can, oh, I wrote down Peter in a stupid turtleneck. That's funny. Hi. And then they all played football and like were like kind of banging into each other, getting hurt. Hmm. The, the, all the things they have them do is horrible. Like when he takes that one girl on the little rascals like mini car race, like going down the hill. It's like I if they set our oh, Ryan, the producer sent me down. Ryan, we're gonna have you guys get into these little buggies and ride down a hill. I would say like, no, I'm not doing that. Yeah, I'm almost forty years old. That's the worst fucking thing you've ever heard. Yeah. Like, can we think of something a little more organic or fun? Literally like, anything but that. Yeah. Like, how about we just have a cup of coffee and we have a conversation and you don't film us? How's that sound? What do you think? Hey, you suck dick. Could you? Can I steal you? Oh, we need someone to steal us during the show. Yes. Um, that's all I got on The Bachelor. Basically, I have nobody that I'm rooting for. I hate Peter more with each episode. Yes. And I am just, I've, I'm a little fed up, but I'm going to keep going for the show and for the people. 
Yeah, they need... The drama's not really there. They need more people like Spice and... You yeah, know. they're doing whatever they can to create drama, and it's just fucking silly. Yeah, and it's and it's not much. They had Champagne Gate for two episodes. That was big, but... Yeah, they stretched that pretty thin. Yeah. If you think... And now... Hey, guys, uh, nobody cares. Yes. All right, you want to take a break and watch our featured review? Yes. We'll be right back, folks. Folks. Yo! We didn't watch anything. <laughs> nope. Folks, it turned into an episode of Tool Time over here real quick. And yeah, we were working on... I'm putting in a new shower door, and Scott has been lovely enough to help me. No doubt. Um, Are you Tim Allen? I'm Al Borland? Is that what's going on I don't on want to be either of them. Yeah, I don't either, actually. I'm out. <laughs> How about we're, that? We're both Heidi. But uh, we're going to get into our reviews anyways. We uh, Over the weekend, I watched the documentary Don't Fuck With Cats on Netflix, which unfortunately has nothing to do with the movie Cats, which I saw in the, the theater, just in case anyone forgot about that. Solo. Don't forget that part either. Yes. And I want to give a quick shout out to my brother Ryan and his wife Mora's dog, Winnie who I watched a lot of my programming this week with. The, uh, you know, I, she was my little sidecar while I watched she most was of the right shows. She was. It's she fun. enjoyed Don't Fuck With Cats, yeah. despite the fact that the entire movie's about him killing animals. Classic. Cats and dogs. They don't get along. She didn't care at all. But uh, I've never had a dog. It's much more fun watching something with a little sidecar. It's true. Like, I watched most of this in a sitting where I normally wouldn't have, but the dog was asleep on me, so I was like, hey, I'll just keep watching Right, this. you settle in more. Yeah, which I liked. It added to it. And I really lit up their Netflix account. They're probably going to get awful recommendations from now on <laughs> because I watched, like... What were they, what were they watching? That's what I want to know. The Nothing too crazy. It is fun combing through someone else's uh, collection or account, what have you. But yeah, this documentary is about a random internet video of this creepy guy killing cats. And then these random people online decide to try to figure out who the guy is, like track him down. And, you know, like all good documentaries, it starts out like kind of interesting and it just keeps getting more and more crazy as it goes. Like... It's, these are just average people doing like a Zodiac level investigation in their spare time watching this video of this guy killing cats and seeing like the brand of vacuum in the corner and like what kind of cigarettes they see you know like using anything in the video as evidence to try to like hunt them down it's actually impressive these people uh, the lengths they go to and uh, they actually find the guy through like this intense uh, you know, this roundabout way. But the cops, like, won't listen to them. They figure out it's this guy, Luca, this model, who's, like, a candidate for the worst dude ever. He's obsessed with the movie American Psycho. What's his last name? Luca Magnata. Yes. Like, or Magnota or something. He's, like, a French-Canadian guy. Yeah. I wrote, I think I prefer the Netflix documentary format to others, to yeah. all others. 
Well, yeah, and this is cool because they're like, oh, this guy's a creep, he's killing cats. And then they realize he's, like, doing all sorts of other way more serious stuff. It was a really, like, intense unfolding in this documentary. I'm a fan of mischief. <laughs> I won't give away all the, the twists and turns in case people want to watch this. Because I do recommend it. But, uh... Yeah, documentaries are the best because they're interesting stories. Like, people wouldn't have made them if the story wasn't interesting. And I don't follow the news, so I never know how these stories end. So to me, it's just like watching like very specific, interesting movies, especially this one. And well, yeah, this one in particular. There's a, a video on that they the video they talk about of him murdering a real guy. Yeah, I Lucy's friend found it and sent it to her, and then she showed me right before I was oh, about to eat dinner. Wait, the actual video? The actual video, oh, yeah. Yikes. I sent it to the thread two weeks ago, and no one even responded, because you guys are the worst, but I broke this case, and no one was interested. Oh, you broke it. The um... Yeah, he cuts the guy. It's as graphic as possible. He cuts the guy's head off, and he stabs him a whole bunch of times, oh, then yikes. he fucks him in the ass with a wine bottle. Oh. Sorry, Mom. <laughs> And then he cuts Goodness. off his legs and arms. And then they talk about this in the documentary. Oh, yeah. Luca getting rid of the body and like just the whole shebang. That, them talking about it was appalling. You watched the video of all of this happening? I did indeed. My goodness. I mean, what went on up there? Poppers <laughs> and weird sex. What? No. What? That's wild. I would not oh, yeah. stomach. I can't believe you didn't shut such a video. <laughs> you like doing the serious flick pose? Like, hmm. I watched it in a restaurant, and a few busboys and other restaurant employees <laughs> saw what I was watching and oh. were kind of horrified. I was just like holding my phone in front of my face, <laughs> enjoying this video. Watching a real murder. Yeah, I don't care. It's safe. But yeah, and then like there's a bunch of other crazy stuff that happens. It was a cool documentary. And I will say, it had a very weird ending, where the lead woman who did the investigation looks into the camera... And says, you, at home, watching this, are you complicit in this case? To which I'd like to respond, no, I'm not, at all. And it was like the weirdest way to end a documentary. Like, I just sat here and watched this three-hour story, and now you're calling me an asshole? Like, what's going on? It was the weirdest, you know. Just an odd way to end a very good documentary. It, it soured it a little yeah, bit. Yeah, like for they me. wanted you to participate. Yeah, or I don't care at all. Or they're just like you. Someone could have. Like, I don't like animals dying. That's fucked up. But I'm not gonna help find the guy. Yeah, like they pull a like the fact that you find this entertainment is sick. It's like you made it. <laughs> don't you want? <laughs> yeah, don't you want us to like this? Yeah. Don't you want us to watch your f stupid documentary? Yeah, it's, it's good, though. Don't yeah. fuck with cats. It's on Netflix. And, folks, don't worry. This wasn't the only three-hour Netflix documentary about a gay murderer that I watched this week. <laughs> you wrote that. I like that. That's good. I also That's watched funny. Killer Inside, the Aaron Hernandez I like this one much better, personally. This, this, was this also one was very good. fucking awesome, I thought. Like, I don't watch sports. You don't watch sports. The Super Bowl is, what, tonight? Or is it tomorrow? I think, yeah, tomorrow. I give you the candy light. I mean, Darren Hernandez thing, this is a real-life bean-set crime drama. It what, is. What could be better? <laughs> this is like my it dream is. movie. But yeah, yeah, there's a lot going on with Aaron Hernandez. For those that don't know, he was like a... He was a, a football man on the on the New England Patriots. I thought you were going to say a, a footballer. Yeah, that would have been funnier. In, yeah, and I guess he... He was only 23 when this happened? Something like that, surprised yeah. surprised He already had a wife and, or a, a 
mom to his child and a son and his whole thing all going and yeah he got signed to the patriots they were going to pay him like 40 million dollars and then he got involved in like a nightclub shuffle and ended up supposedly killing two guys and then he killed they shot another guy in the face and then he killed another guy yeah, yeah. in execution style like near his house and this documentary <laughs> on netflix uh goes into all the details oh yeah they uh I liked all the stuff with him in prison. They talk about like how quickly he adjusted from like his mansion to his prison cell. People are like, yeah, I think he likes it better here. It was like, very funny. I think they were just trying to further indicate like how much of a sociopath or psychopath really that he was. That he just could just settle right in in prison, whereas most people would be miserable. I yeah. mean, they played like some of the phone calls that he had with people. He's kind of just like, yeah. It is what it is, and he like yeah. was like totally complicit. It's like, hey, uh, that got me thinking. Do they have those for like anytime someone's in jail and they make a call, they record it. Yeah, it's and, all recorded and can use it in documentaries. Correct. Why don't more documentaries have those? That that stuff was all great. I think they got. I think it's easier to get them when he's dead. Yeah, that's probably. true. I have a feeling you got to jump through some hoops. But yeah, that stuff seemed very personal, and I was like, wow, this is weird that they have these calls. He's asking his girlfriend for, like, can you bring me Harry Potter, babe? And, like... Her just laughing at him and yeah. him being, I don't care what people think. And yeah. Go, oh, okay. And, yeah, it was really just personal and weird. Her being like, I fucking hate this, Aaron. Like, what I'm going through out here. And he's like, wait, what? Like, what's going on? She's like, oh, you, you know, the murder you committed? You're in prison? What do you think I'm going through? Let's take a stand. She's like some Pam Adams type. <laughs> I'm not going to give up on you yet. It was. She actually was remarkably loyal. Yeah. Which was the thing that blew my mind. It's like she literally like was hanging in there throughout all of this. Yeah. No problem. No questions asked. That's the Bean Kid. Yeah. It's a good documentary though. Aaron Hernandez. What the Killer Inside? Yes, Killer Inside. The Aaron Hernandez story. Okay. On Netflix now, along with uh, Cats. And they also Don't had cats. just real quick like. They had some in-court stuff. Bob Kraft was on the stand for oh, this yeah. at one point. It's like, why didn't they put Brady and Gronk on the stand? They did have that one clip of Gronk refusing to talk about it, which I thought was funny. Yeah. I was picturing Gronk on the stand like, uh, Mr. Gronkowski, is it true that your favorite number is 69? I wish I had the it's 69 like, drop. I haven't been able to find it. I plead the fifth. And asking Brady about deflated footballs. <laughs> But yeah, he gets convicted for life and then gets a tattoo that says lifetime sentence on his neck. Safe. Is that dope? <laughs> um, you know, I think you got to be pretty tasteful if you're going for a that's, tattoo in that area. You got to get something yeah. cool. That's just so silly. Like, oh, I got sentenced to life. Let's commemorate it. With Time for a stupid tattoo. Yeah. He really has horrible tattoos that all look like they were done in jail, which yeah. is probably the case for a good portion of them. But I imagine there's some shitty tattoo artist in, you know, like Franklin or something that's doing all his tattoos and or did all his tattoos until he hung himself in yeah. jail. And also he like got tattoos of gun and God and everything. And they use it in evidence because they're like, oh, this is clearly a tattoo to commemorate these murders that he committed. It's like he's leaving tattoo evidence. He's like the guy from Memento, but really dumb and incriminating himself on his own body. It was ridiculous. And then, like, he's very stoic in court, but then he finally breaks down when he gets the uh, the determination. And then, yeah, as you mentioned, he hung himself in jail. He put a bunch of, like, liquid soap on the floor around him. Like, 
he was in a Home Alone sequel, so they couldn't oh, get so to they him. Oh, slip and fall. I forgot about that yeah. part. Yeah. Very gritty stuff, folks. And yeah, they ended it with like his him saying to his daughter, like, Daddy's not going anywhere. It's like a very... Both of these documentaries ended like unnecessarily grittily. I guess they just wanted to be memorable, which they were. Yeah, yeah that's the killer Two thumbs up from the Turkey Boys. The story of Aaron Hernandez now on Netflix. <laughs> Worth a watch. Even if you're not a sporto. We don't like sports no, at all. No, we don't. And we both enjoyed yeah. this muchly. I heard you want to talk a little bit about uh, Revolutionary Road real quick. I loved it. Unless you don't. Wait, he's in. Um, yeah, I liked it very much. It's also on Netflix with Leonardo DiCaprio and Kate Winslet. I don't know if they've done anything else together besides Titanic. And no, this. That's, yeah, this was their big... Yeah, Sam Mendes, director of 1917, is what inspired me to watch this, plus Scotty's recommendation. He's in... I liked it a lot. I thought it was really interesting. It's this a great, is a movie that you can ruin easily, so... It's a great movie that I feel like nobody knows about, and it's very strong. Michael Sam, Shannon. Sam Mendes used to be married to Kate Winslet, fun fact. I didn't know that. So that probably had something to do with the grittiness of this movie. Yeah, that makes more sense. Now. But yeah, like... You know, they were in Titanic together. Everyone loved them. And for years, they were like, when are you guys going to team up again? And then they did this movie, which is like the most unbelievably depressing sob story you could ever even imagine. And everyone was like, oh, this isn't what we wanted. Yeah, they, but, wanted, they wanted another feel-good yeah, bullshit. It is what I wanted. I like this better than yeah, Titanic. Yeah, agreed. Titanic was fine, but this is great. Yeah. And I, yeah, I won't spoil it. Revolutionary like, Road, also starring friend of the show Michael Shannon... 10 thumbs up it's very cynical and depressing but like classily so like it's i could see people not digging it but if i don't know give it a chance i thought it was great michael shannon scene i have a lot of shots he's in a plane way are you shot heavy i want i want to discuss my shots i'm really looking the, forward um, to it i want yeah. like a door closing sound for the shut <laughs> segment it's funny as I shut Don't Fuck With Cats for a second and you were like you gotta get back in there and I was like alright I'm back in <laughs> well I was laughing because you recommended it to me and then like I texted you like I just finished it it was incredible and you were like I shut it well what happened is I got up to let the dog out and I forgot to pause it and then I got lost and then it turned into a shut folks don't interpret my shutting it as me not liking it I liked it a lot yes um, I, hit me with some shit. I gave up on the new Hugh Laurie HBO <laughs> show Avenue 5 mm. I'm done I'm never st- going back. Show I'm still sucks. enjoying it. I think it's fun. Um, don't or I shot what men want with not <laughs> Tiffany Haddish, but that other Taraj P Henson. They I get them mixed up, even though they don't even look alike. I don't think that movie is what anyone wants. Uh, I shot Nicolas Cage as Primal. I paid to rent uh-huh. it, then shut it. It's a movie uh-huh. of Nicolas Cage as like some sort of a modern day CGI animal hunter. Sounds dope. It was real, real bad for 99 cents on iTunes. And The Farewell, which got a lot of Oscar buzz and then no nominations. Yes. is an A24 movie with friend of the show, or I'm sorry, enemy of the show, Thank Aquafina. You. Thank you. That was, I wasn't in the mood for subtitles. I may give it another chance, but probably not. Yeah, um, finish it. Get to the end and see if you cry like Scotty I don't did. cry. Oh, yeah, you don't cry. I can't with my meds, remember? Oh, yeah. And then I shut off, sadly, I'm a big Ted Bundy guy, huge fan of his work. Mm. And I shut off the new Amazon documentary about him called Falling for a Killer. It's an Amazon original. Mm. It just, it was all over the place. It was like doing a lot of background work, like filling up time. As I met, we were texting about this show. 
There's been a ton of Ted Bundy stuff. It's He's like, got too much now. It's like, I think we got we him covered. Like, I got it. Yep, he was all fucked up. He killed people. And I we was are, in the mood for a murder doc, so I started looking, and I went through the whole category on Netflix, and I found I Am a Killer, which is like a lot of... They, and I watched a good portion of this while I was getting my... La- the Ving Rhames tattoo, actually, Ooh. with uh, Mike Coleman of uh, Studio 13 uh, in Salem, New Hampshire. No, Salem, Mass. Sorry. Shout anyway, out. That's a little plug. I wasn't preparing for it, so it was clumsy. But anyway, I Am a Killer is okay. I just wasn't in the mood for that either, and this was like a boring segment. It's like they literally sit down and interview convicted murderers, and they explain what they did and why. Which can be interesting. I've seen stuff like that. Some of it's great. The one I watched was bad. It was just some girl that, like, her boyfriend wanted to kill himself, and she basically just helped him. She like There wasn't, like, a text thing, like the Michelle Carter thing. This Mm -hmm. was like she held a pillow over the guy's face or oh. some bullshit I, I wasn't even paying attention it was dumb and she was like white trash and much, I just wasn't in the mood much more complicit than texting him <laughs> into yeah. it like, okay whatever yeah. I don't know what did you shut anything good I shut off uh, The Curse of La Llorona which is now on HBO Go and that? it was it's a new horror movie that takes place in the Conjuring universe which is just every movie made by New Line they're just like yeah Zero. this is Point zero. This is in the Conjuring universe. Sure, here we go. They just yeah. like throw in they're one really scene. They're really pulling that franchise. Like it's as if it's a piece of string cheese, and yeah. they're just spreading it as thin as they possibly can. There's nothing left. Yeah, and this is a terrible like jump scare oh. horror movie. Not even my girl Linda Cardellini could save it. She needs work, folks. <laughs> she Freaks gets a lot of work. Was a long time ago. Yeah, when's the last time she did something good though? I mean, you might have me there. Well, she was on that Netflix show you liked, with her and what's her face, Christina Applegate. Then oh, there's like, fuck, you got me. He's um, dead to me. Yeah, dead to me is awesome. And that's go watch back. that. That's on Netflix too. The first season and they renewed it, so get into it. Yeah, I need to finish that myself. They were a fun duo. And well, how did you not finish that? There's so many. I just forgot big, about it. That got lost. Finish. It got lost in the shuffle. You made me sit through bad times with the <laughs> El Royale, but you can't finish a show that's actually good. Fuck. He's got me. You let TV shows hang, I think, rather than movies. You can't not finish a movie, but a TV show, I bet you have a few up in the air. Yeah, that's accurate, I'd love to know which ones. I'd love to catch you. I don't know which show I haven't left up in the air. I've tried them all, and most of them are just garbage. I also shut Honeyland, which is an Academy Award-nominated picture. A lot of buzz about Honeyland. (laughs) Hi-oh! And this is on Hulu if you want to check it out, folks. And this is a movie about a poor woman in a foreign country that I should remember what it was, but I don't. And it's about her, like, honey business. She basically just has, like, a nest under a rock, like, behind her very modest home. And it's like her arguing with her blind bedridden mother and it just shows like the struggle of this woman and her honey business in this very poor foreign country i wanted to get into it i couldn't finish it to save my life it was very very boring sounds awful yeah and yeah like it looked nice and i guess maybe it gets poignant at the end but i just couldn't muscle my way through it and that is all i shut this week not too much. Yeah. I have an idea. Kept it casual. What you got? There's a movie I'd like to watch a little bit of, but Ooh. not too much. Okay. Just a couple of seconds of. How about, does that work for you? Yeah. 
I mean, I'd like it if it it's was... It's a pretty good one. It's about Boston. Whoa. It's called The Departed. Oh, my there God. 90 seconds of The Departed, folks. <laughs> I want to do more preamble. There is no one more full of shit than a cop. I feel like we've been watching this scene for six weeks. Yeah, this is... Are we going to get two pills? Oh, yeah, here we go. It's happening. This is a hot scene. I looked at your file, and I see you have a record of assault. Yeah. So what what was it like for you in jail? What, you you want to hear about the showers? Is that what you want to hear about? Did something happen to you? No. I like the... The mystory of that. Okay, the way he says no, it's like, did something happen? It seems like yeah, something might Yeah, they allude might. to him having been hard in, in jail. Yes. And they allude to Matt Damon's character being gay. Maybe The Departed is a gay movie. Is this a reveal? I think they allude to Matt Damon having erectile dysfunction more than him being homosexual, but you could probably dive in on either of those. Yeah, that too. It's all in there. And also, I'm looking at Martin Sheen. I'm thinking maybe his character is supposed to be gay. Mark Wahlberg's definitely gay. You remember those underwear commercials? Are you fucking doing? <laughs> hey, I'm in my underwear. I'm yeah. I'm grabbing my dick. I'm wearing a wig in this movie. <laughs> that looks like a wig, right? I don't even fucking know. Is it a wig? Is it not? Hey, don't knock my coffee cup in the ocean. I'll fucking kill you. Hey, I was fucking drinking that. And I was yeah, fucking I had a couple those. of sips left. <laughs> I was eating those fucking Wahlberg's tater tots. Oh my god, he just fucking punched me in the face. What the fuck? There's your picture for the week. It's a good one. <laughs> uh, yes. That's 90 seconds of The Departed, folks. That's um, fun. You got plugs or what? Also, fans, if you want to edit together all of our 90 seconds of The Departed into a feature-length commentary of The Departed, I would really enjoy that. Yeah, we're going like to keep plugging that week. until somebody does it for us. Yes. So get on uh, get on that. Yes. And then we can release it as a director's commentary on a Ooh. 20th anniversary yes. special edition yes. of The Departed yes. that will be coming out in 2026. On the Criterion edition, we'll also write the essay for it in dope, cool guy fashion. Um, yeah, we, did, we had a good show this week, I think. I had fun. Let us know in the comments of whenever we post this please give us some feedback rate review enough the podcast uh itunes subscribe soundcloud, SoundCloud. rating and reviewing is important please do it if just you give it a bump. takes two seconds dude just do it if you could we'd love it if you would and you can follow could me you? on twitter and instagram at skip seasoned all right next time on the program we'll be discussing uh the dc movie birds of prey as we mentioned and a bunch of other stuff It'll be a fun one. Hey, one more thing. Have a good one, man. Bye, folks. That's enough. Bye. <laughs> Sneaking in all my... Yep.